Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello, and welcome to episode number 141 of the Trail Manners Podcast. Our guest today is world champion Turtle Miller. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. If you're so inclined, Trail Manners would really appreciate any contributions via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trail manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Trail Manners podcast. I am your host, Eric Manning, and today um, I'm in St. George, Utah. Went on a couple trail runs yesterday. This morning, I went to my favorite place for breakfast and coffee in St. George, the Crapery, or I could call it the Creepery. And I'm sitting there minding my own business, and somebody comes walking in that I recognized, and I thought, man, I wonder if I can get them back to my hotel room. And so here we are in my hotel room. And when I say I'm in St. George, I think a lot of the uh, Trail Manners, um, what do I want to call them, the Trail Manners, the consistent followers, the trail, the people that have been with me for the longest, they know who I'm going to be talking to. So I'm proud, happy, excited to announce the guest for this episode of the Trail Manners Podcast, Mr. J. Turtle Miller, because that's what your badge says that you're wearing right now. Yeah, right. You walk into the Crabery in a suit coat, and you'll get invited back to Manners. Go ahead, say it. King size suite. I'm telling you. It's a swanky hotel room. I've never done a podcast in a hotel room over 300 episodes. Total, and I've never done one in a hotel room. It, it's a swanky hotel room. I'm, I'm, I'm telling kinda, you, I would cuddle with you on that big thing over there. I'm a little intimidated. I made my bed. I slept <laughs> right on the edge. It's a king size, and I slept right on the edge of the bed. Yeah, it looks good. It does, looks right? Like, yeah. It's kind of like, clean in here, other than the, the food wrappers and the, the beer can. One one beer. I would expect add. to see beer cans in a hotel room. Yeah. I'm pretty clean. I'm really nice to the people that clean it. I'm like, I'll take care of it. You just touch it up here and there. Sure. Right. Leave, leave a mint. But yeah, so uh, we're, we're relaunching the podcast. This is a start of year five. And uh, obviously, I was coming down to St. George anyway, and you're always on the list. No matter if how many times we have you on, we're we'll always come down and have Turtle on. He's kind of a fan favorite. Those of you that are finding the Trail Manners podcast for the first time, um, Turtle is a fan favorite. So there you have it again. I'm sorry you missed me earlier, if you're a fan favorite and haven't heard me yet. They can go, they can go back and find you, though, right. uh, just with the search engine. They can find you. Um, I guess let's just start and just get after it, um, like we say here on the podcast. Uh, what have you been up to? It's been a while since you've been a guest on the show. You've had a career change since you've been a guest. Nope, last guest. Last time you were on, we were in your office. 
Yep. So pe- most people know. But what have you, you been up to? Selling homes? What else you been doing? So, yeah, selling homes. Uh, about, a, about a year and a half, two years ago, coming up on two years now, we, uh, the wife and I sat down and decided that uh, it was time for me to quit going away so much, which I know that's crazy for, for someone to actually want me to be around. <laughs> it was a different thing for me, for sure. Um, so kind of took the side gig that I'd been doing for years of real estate and made it my primary gig and took the stuff that I'd been doing in the past with the with the brands and the repping and the traveling all over and put that as a side gig. So I still do a little bit, still work with a couple of brands, but mostly it's it's selling real estate in St. George and, and Utah. So so you're a salesman through and through, though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something I'm good at. I think I'm good at talking to people and helping people work through problems and finding solutions for them. So that's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like to talk to people, for sure. So you're kind of like a counselor. You could say that, not, yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, what do you call that, not certified or not a member. You're just a, uh, you like helping people through problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a salesy guy. I'm not the guy that's going to shove something down your throat that you want. But, yeah, I mean, if you've got something you need help with, I can. I like to think I can help you figure it out for sure. Nice. And I just I just picked it up on this. So we're sitting in the hotel room, and I actually feel like I'm legit in the sense of I'm in a studio because there's a big window, and I've yeah. only got it cracked a little, but people have been walking by. They could see us. We're both wearing headphones. We both have microphones. So I kind of feel like one of those cool, like a, a Rogan type where I'm sitting in this cool little place with all kinds of buttons and knobs and, and lights and stuff, and right, people can look. Right. So Yeah, people looking in going, what the heck are those? Why do they have headsets on? That, they must they look be important. legit. They're important. Yeah, little do they know, right? <laughs> one of us is anyway. Sure. Um, so everything's going good down here with uh, with sales. Uh, you're still running? Yeah, still doing quite a bit of running. Um uh, a little bit ago this year in in uh, first part of September, I ran Wasatch and rolled my ankle at mile 25. Um, had to hobble seven miles to get out. And of course, I rolled my good ankle at mile 25, and then two miles later, I rolled my bad ankle. And so I'm really glad I had a pair of poles to help myself <laughs> limp out of there. And it took me four hours to go five miles. It was... <laughs> I was looking for a long day in the mountains, and I found it, for so sure. that wasn't a PR, then? No, no, no. I, I pulled at mile 32, 33, big mountain there, and um, didn't quite make the cutoff. <laughs> and uh, came home, and, and at that point, I had a, a streak going from the first of the year. That, that was kind of my New Year's resolution, that I was going to run every day this year. And so the next day, I went and ran two miles, and it took me 40 minutes to, in air quotes here, run two miles. Um, and then the next day I just said, you know what, this thing hurts too much. I'm not going to run on it. And, and, uh, and then on Monday morning went in and had an x-ray. Of course the x-ray is negative, but the doctor who I've gone and seen for my bad ankle a few times, uh, suggested that I wear a boot for three weeks. So I was in a boot for three weeks and then, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago I got out of that and I've done a few runs since then. Um, I, I actually participated in my first senior games. Nice. Yes. I'm not quite old enough to participate in the senior games, but as long as you turn old enough before the end of the year, uh, then, then you you get to participate. So I participated in my first senior games. I took the gold medal in the half marathon after not running for a month. <laughs> and then, uh, um, and then I, and then I also participated and took gold in shuffleboard. So this is actually a first for the Trail Matters podcast. I am sitting with a Senior Games two-time gold medalist, 
Turtle Miller. I wish you had told me that before the podcast. Yeah, I yeah, would I would have led with that. We didn't really talk about that, did we? I'm gonna. That's that's how I get listeners. Turtle is I give them something that they go, holy cow, a two time gold medalist. Right, right. Um, in, in in half marathon and shuffleboard, yeah. So the the two things that you know really go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> shuffleboard and running. <laughs> yeah, shuffleboard. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what was the competition like in that half marathon? Uh, it was pretty steep. I think there were 27 total participants there. Man. Um, and you took the gold. And I took the gold. Yeah, 27 between all the age groups. Yeah, 27. So how close was second place? Uh, Did they push you? I don't really want to talk about how close <laughs> second place was. <laughs> what about shuffleboard? How'd that pan out for you? Uh, that was stress? That was a shoe-in. Was I, it? Literally, I signed up and there was no one in my age group. So it was just kind of like default. Well, you know, when I signed up, I was in a boot. And so I didn't think I was going to be able to participate in the sports I wanted to participate in, the half marathon. Um, and I, I – so, I, you know, a little bit of backstory here. A year ago, they came to me, the senior games came to me, uh, because I've been doing booths for one of my other brands, Incrediware, for seven years there. And, and they came to me and said, hey, we're going to do a new trail running sport in the senior games, and we're looking for a tr- – for a race director, would you like to do it? I said, yeah, yeah, sure, uh, I guess. What does it pay? They said, not a nickel. And I went, oh, you found the right guy because that's who I am. I, I like to do a ton of work for no money. That's pure turtle. So <laughs> Nickels are overrated. Yeah, nickels are way overrated. So uh, anyway, so part of that is as the as the race director or as a you know volunteer, they, they want you to – participate in the senior games if you're eligible and i am this year eligible so uh they uh, you know so they as i came in there right right as right as the uh registration was closing um i sat down with the, the sport director and said okay so what can i what can i participate in in a boot because again i was in a boot and what can i participate in a boot and win the gold medal i mean that's the key here right i mean you want to so we're going to get sponsors you want to <laughs> Right. Depends was all over you after that, right? Right, right, right. Senior games. <laughs> exactly. And, and I want, you know, let's be honest. It's all about the bling you can hang on your wall and, and brag about the kids. Who can too. you hashtag on Instagram? <laughs> you got Depends. Right. Who's I, the denture I, cream I, company? <laughs> Who are they? I don't know that one. I probably should. Preparation H? No, that's a different area. No, that's a different area, yeah. We'll get anyway, it. So, so, so as I'm sitting there with... with the sport director, he says, well, you know, shuffleboard doesn't have anybody currently registered in that 50 to 55 age group. You are a shoe-in gold medal. Of course, you'll have to play somebody, so we'll put you in the 55 to, to 60 age group, and you'll play somebody there. And, and I did and got smoked in two games. But <laughs> but I ended up with a gold medal, so that's really all that matters, right? <laughs> so not only do I have a two-time gold medalist, I got a, a gold medalist who didn't even win. Right. 0 for 2 in the, in the competition. And you took and home still, the gold. Still took home the gold medal, yeah. Absolutely. i got to figure out when I qualify for this. I might come in and go for some it's, stuff, it's, you know? I'm telling you, I think it's the way to go as far as I'm concerned. If you can go and show up and end up with a gold medal. And, and by the way, that's a, it's a world championship. It is the war, Huntsman World Senior Games. 
if you tell me this before a podcast, I can lead with this is the uh, two-time world champion gold medalist. Right. So now you're not any turtle that no. you know might be listened to. Everybody's tuning into this. I kind of forgot about it until we brought it up. You know, like how have I been doing? That's it. I've been winning gold medals right and left. World champion Turtle Miller in the senior games. <laughs> Fix a dent. That's the Fix dent. It. Company. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it and forget about it. Right? That's Isn't right. that what it is? Something like that. I don't right. know. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I kind of feel like I shouldn't be – maybe you should lead the podcast, <laughs> and I should just kind of just sit back and relax and enjoy myself. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting with two-time world champion gold medalist in the half marathon. Is that a trail run, at least? No, it's not. No, no, Okay. No. So, anyway, he uh, half marathon road and right, track. Right. Road half marathon. Okay. Road half marathon, yep. And uh, – I guess 0 for 2 shuffleboarder, right? 0 for, sh- 0, 0 for 2, yeah. Un, it's not undefeated, so what is it? Un- defeated. You're just defeated. Com- completely defeated gold medalist. <laughs> call you gold medal winning, world champion shuffleboarding in the 50 to 55 age group. That's insane. Turtle Miller, ladies That's- and gentlemen, damn glad to meet you. So uh, explain to me how you get in. Like, you're not 50. So... The way it works. Are you 49? I am. Okay. I'm 49. I turned right. I turned 50 later this year. Okay, um, so that's how it works. You have to be 50 within the calendar. Depending on when year. the podcast drops, I may have already turned 50 by the time you're listening. When's your to this, birthday? So, uh, I I don't reveal that on social media. Is it in November? It is. The first or the end? Uh, I'm probably going to turn by the time this. You'll be drops. 50 yeah. when this now yeah, yeah. when this launches. So yes. So in order to participate in the senior games, you have to turn 50 in the calendar year. Uh, there are a couple of events that are USATF certified that you have to turn 50 before the, the date of the participation. Okay. So like in track and field and uh, I think it's race walking, you have to turn 50. So I wasn't eligible to participate in the race walking or track and field. Okay, no shot um, puts, no javelins. Right, yeah. I really wanted to do that too. Like throwing, javelin. throwing sticks. <laughs> I'm telling you about throwing balls and sticks. I can do that. Like, but, but anyways, in the road races, they're not USATF certified, so you can participate in those. As well as the trail racing, you can participate in those. And any of the other sports, I, I, I don't know of the, any others that aren't, that you're not eligible to participate. You're not quite 50. But if you are if you turn 50 in the calendar year, you're eligible to participate in the senior games. Man, I got the a couple Huntsman years. The Huntsman World Senior Games. Sorry. I, I got two years, but I might start training and put it on my calendar, circle it. So keep these senior games at least for two more years. Yep. And, uh, man, I might come down and see what happens. It's it's It really is a big event down here. It's two, first two weeks in October every year. They have more than 20,000 athletes that show up. They are bigger than the real Olympics. I'm out. That's they, too many people for me. I don't like people. Dude, yeah, but shuffleboard, shuffleboard, dude. Can you hold a beer? Do they let you, is it, like, how's that Probably work? not at the shuffleboard event, but mm-hmm. at this at the trail running event, yes. Okay. I'll spill it, though, yeah, there. Shuffleboard, okay. it's a natural, it's like cornhole. You just have it with you. Well, right? Is there that, a cornhole competition? I, no, but they're talking about bringing it in next year. There's okay. lawn bowling. Excuse me? There's lawn, lawn, okay. lawn bowling. There's there's bowling bowling too, but lawn bowling. What about log rolling? There's archery. Ooh. There's badminton. Channel my inner there's Katniss ping Everdeen. pong, but they call it table tennis, and don't call it ping pong. They will uh, they will light you they up. will knife you. They Those will guys, they <laughs> end up with a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got yeah they've got. There's all sorts of. I think there's even a bridge competition if you wanted to do that. I hate building bridges. I was horrible. No, with it's that. like a card. <laughs> 
I, I, I understood that. I just never played bridge. <laughs> I was more of a pinochle and Uno Phase I, Ten I, guy. I, I don't either. I'm, I'm neither. But we could probably learn and probably win a gold medal. Because is there honestly, team bridge? When I played, when I did shuffleboarding, I had no idea. I didn't even know how you hold the stick. Was it like a guitar? Do you hold it through your crotch? I mean, how do you do this? I don't even know. They, they taught me how to keep score. I think I know why you were 0 for two. There were people. There were some serious guys there. I mean, like, like they got mad if you held the stick wrong. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I could see I, you walking up with a stick in your crotch and yeah. saying, "Hey, you do it." And these guys are like, "Dude, seriously?" They did not like it at all. No, they were not a big fan of turtle right away. But after the end, after they saw that I was 0 for two and still won a gold medal, they were like, "This, uh, this is this is one of our guys." So, right do you here. want a jacket too? You're part of a club? You got part of a country club now that you belong to i mean you're kind of a big no. deal you're a world champion but i understand that but to them no like you they don't they don't care is this like, the first stop on your tour of your uh, media tour from being a world champion <laughs> like when you on fallon <laughs> um there's a kelly clarkson one out now where she sings a lot hey Co- kelly clarkson <laughs> yeah she's got like a daytime that something re- show that reminds me of the one where they what's the show where they like pull the hair off the guy's chest and ah kelly clarkson oh that's uh Forty-year-old virgin. Old virgin. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it always reminds me of when I hear her name. That's like, pretty ah, funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah, what what else? You, what's uh, okay? So we kind of know what you've been up to. Hold on, hold on. Oh. I want to tell people about the trail running event at the Huntsman Senior Games. Can we do that? Yeah, go I for mean, it. I mean, that was that was. That, okay, it so, would be nice to talk about trail running at some point. Well, on that's kind of where I was going. That's what's going with. So this trail running. It, first of all, it was a first-year event. There were 77 participants in a trail running event in St. George. It's a 12-mile course. No, not 12 mile. 12, 12 kilometer course. 12 kilometers. It's a half marathon. No, 12 kilometers. I thought you were saying so. It's not a half marathon. No, the trail running wasn't a half marathon. Okay. Is it was some a just half random marathon number road. then? So it's 12k. It's 12 a lot of 12k. I, I did it as I honestly I picked out the course and made it 12k because I knew that no one on the planet ever runs a 12k. So you're going to set a PR, PR at that distance. I yeah. like it. I want to be able to give people the opportunity to set a PR at the distance. I'm all I about like that. It. Right? I like it. So with 75, let's call them seniors, showing okay. up to run 12 kilometers on a trail, you know there's going to be some hip problems, some sacrifices to the trail gods. There are <laughs> going to be some people that donate, that, that water the trail, so to speak, with their with, with blood. their yeah with yeah blood. It's a pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had three or four people that uh, that that took a, a good little digger and, and skinned up knees or hips and whatnot. Um, one guy that hit his face. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> And uh, so we're talking about seniors right now. So watch right for the now. video. Watch for the video. This guy, I'm telling you, there there was there was some good carnage that that came out of those. But it was it was a very it was a very very well attended event. Um, we had we had some very I mean I couldn't believe how fast those guys ran that course. I've I've run it a bunch of times and never I think I think I could probably run it in about 75 minutes if I pushed really hard. Um, the first five people were under 65 minutes. Wow. So. Yeah, and and every single one of them are older than me. Well, yeah, because you barely qualified. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. I barely qualified. Right? Yeah, and you didn't run it because you're the RD. Right. I don't know if our listeners are going to be too proud about you being happy with uh, senior carnage. I, you know, I think it's important to sacrifice to the trail guides. I really do think it's important at some point because everyone's going to do it. Everyone's going to hit the ground at some point, you know, and. And and I don't want it to be the easiest trail on the planet. I don't want. I'm not looking for a was uh, a Western States course where it's basically a track meet on a paved, butter smooth 
single track trail through the mountains. I'm, I, that's not it. I want you to go out and experience life. And, and some of that means sometimes you fall down and hit yourself and hurt yourself. And, 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 but you keep going, right? I mean, that's the thing is every single one of those people that took a digger, whether it was at, my, whether it was at the first kilometer or the 11th kilometer, every single one of them finished with a smile on their face. And one of them with a big old bandage on his head. And a trip to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. And you're doing that again, same course next year? Uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to do the same course or not. Is it in uh, Cedar City or St. George? No, it's here in St. George. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's kind of one of the things that I've thought about. Whether whether every year you do the same course to, to allow people to go out and do kind of a do a personal record again on it, or if you change it around. I think, I think with with Huntsman Senior Games, I'd like to move it around. Um, part of it is that there there have been some land ownership changes of the place where I held it this year, and so we're going to have to change the course slightly. Um, and so I think that gives me the opportunity to go out and explore other trails and allow people to run different places and, and experience different trails. And, you know, we're bringing people from all over the world into St. George and allow them to go trail running. I think it's cool to allow them, hey, you know what, this year we ran at Zen. Next year let's run at Kentucky Lucky Chicken. You know, let's, let's move it around a little bit and let people see the different trail systems that we have so they get to know them. I like that better as a person on something like that. I'm not saying like the ultra scene, but I think for something like that, that'd be cool. Because right. people, I, I'd imagine there's a lot of repeat athletes. Yeah, for these exactly. events. I, so I hope so. I don't know. It's first year event, so we don't know. So Nick, so this was the first year of the race, and you're going to continue. And you had to have many 75. Is that what you said? 77 total participants okay. the day of the race. How many yeah. DNFs? Zero. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Every, everybody finished. Everybody okay. finished. Uh, we had a few no show, no calls. You know, nobody sh- didn't show up. But yeah, there was. It was. A, it was. A, it was a very well attended event, and <laughs> it was it far exceeded my expectations of what was going to happen. I mean, and when when you think about the fact that, you know, a trail running event, which, you know, I, I mean, I, I put on other trail running events, and I don't know how many people show up for those, versus a half marathon, you know, for there to be 77 people that participate in the trail running event and 27 that participate in the half marathon, yeah. it just kind of goes to show you that that's a, it's a, it's an up-and-coming sport, and, and I was very, very surprised by the number of participants, for sure. It was awesome. Nice. And that's every October. Every October, yeah. First first couple of weeks in, in October of the senior games, um, we're probably going to do it the first the first Saturday of the game. So the, se- the games go from they, – they go for two straight weeks with a Saturday kind of in the middle. So we'll probably aim for that Saturday every year. Just you know, we, we could do it any day during the week. We could do it on a Tuesday. Uh, but I just think you're going to get more participants if you go on a weekend, especially for us that you know still have to work for a living. Now, when you won your gold medal – do they have a podium? Do you get up? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yes. So, what, so do they play like your favorite song when they give you the gold no, medal? No, so so they they don't they don't play a song. They don't Not, they don't play the 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 Olympic song or or your your national anthem. They need to play like your that. theme song. Everybody they, should have their own theme song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they just play that. Like right now, I'm really into Taylor Swift, her new album. So I'd have a Taylor Swift song going on Taylor's, right now. Watching Taylor Swift brings a tear to my eye because she has so much soul. Her new album's killing it. Yeah. In my head. I saw her on Saturday Night Live the other day, and I'm not I'm not joking when I say that she brought a tear to my eye. Like literally Love watching her. her, she's awesome. Dude. Yeah. She's. So see, she, you you watch her perform those songs and you can just you can feel the emotion you can see the emotion in her face and 
I'm starting to tear up a little bit right now, actually. And she she hasn't replied to any of my um, communications to be on the show. But are you uh, tweeting to her? All kinds of stuff. I've got a few things in the mail um, from the government that are signed by judges, but um, nothing official. So (laughs) you need to tweet. I need to tweet at her. Yeah, she's a Twitterer. I don't. I don't tweet. I know you don't. That's why I know you haven't been able to get a hold of her. You got to tweet at her. Tweet at her. I don't think I. I don't think I follow her on the Twitter. But maybe I will and tweet her. at her. Do you stalk her on the Twitter? I don't do Twitter. Well, there you I don't go. think I'm following her. I don't really, yeah. I bet that's, I bet that's why she's not responding. She's like, who? Who yeah. is this guy? Come on. I'm T-Swift, baby. You're just TM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Turtle that. Miller. <laughs> Terrell Manners. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like where we're going. Made, made for each other. So we you talk about your race directing, and you've got one coming up here in December. Yeah. Um, you put on, how many years is the capstone? I don't. No, you want me to do math right 47, now? I think, last I checked. 47 years, uh, capstone races. What's You've the square been... to 69? <laughs> yep. Eight something? I don't know. So capstone races, December, what's the date? 7th? Uh, are we going to? It's a Saturday. Here, while you look at your phone, I'll stall. So Turtle's the race director of the capstone races down here in St. George, Utah. Um, it's a good event. He's got a 50K, a half, and a 10K. Um, I believe the race starts at noon. For one of the races, at yeah, least. Yeah, because I'm lazy and hate to get out of bed. And I like that. The only problem, so I ran it a couple of years ago. The only problem I have with a race starting on December 7th, which is a Saturday, and my race starts at noon, is I don't know what to do with myself before race kickoff. Well, right? well part I'm like, of, do I eat breakfast? Do I sleep in? Here's the do benefit. Do I what? Can I, can I help you out here? This is your job. So December 7th, 2019, high noon. That's what it starts. High, high noon. High noon, right? Okay. Um, and and not to regress, but the Huntsman Senior Games started at 1.30 because they're seniors, and I figured they needed a little more, more time, time to get out of bed. That's right before Golden Corral I, gets I, the buffet cracking. I got a little bit of complaints about starting it so late. They're like, it's too hot. Shut up. It's 70 degrees. It's October. It's October. Yeah. Shut your That would have been me, though, so I can, I can understand that. But, but anyway, so it starts at, at noon, and the reason I do it is, first of all, I don't like to get out of bed. Yeah. Getting up early is like the worst thing ever and and if i've got to get up at eight so that i can put on a race at noon that would mean if i started it at eight, what other people consider a normal hour i would be up at eight or seven for the race and have to be up at three or four so that doesn't really work for me um <laughs> it's your race man. It, it, <laughs> ding 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 you're absolutely right and that's the other part of it it's my race so i can do whatever the hell i want that's right man. we had this um, conversation so the other part of it is that i think you know it, I think part of trail running is is experiencing a lot of different things, and 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 one of those things, if you're running the 50k, is I want you to experience the night. If you're really fast, and you can run 100 miles in 12 hours, then that's fine. You can finish the capstone before the then the light goes out, right? But otherwise, you need you need to figure out to start thinking about how to run at night and packing a headlamp with you and and thinking through those things. Of how do I make it through this last couple of loops? Um, I think that's. I think it gives people an opportunity to learn a few things about themselves with with running a little bit at night, not a ton, just a little bit. But um, that's that's a big part of why I do that at night. And it's a 10k loop, so if you're in the 10k, you go once. Right. If you do the third, the if half you do minute. the half, you go twice. Right. You come around and then you head back out the way you came in, so yep. you're going both directions. Yep. And then the we 50k. We call that washing machine style. Washing machine style. Right. I'll go with that. Um, I call it going backwards okay. the way you came. Yep. Mine sounds a little quicker. But, and we do we do that because you know it's it's again I want 
us to be supportive of each other. That's what I love about the trail community is that we all we all cheer for each other. We all encourage each other. And 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 for those in the front that want to see how fast or how how close they are to the guys in the front, well then that's important to them. But but in reality, what I want is those people in the middle of the pack to the back of the pack to be encouraged by the people that are in front of them and also encouraged by the people that are behind them and and to be able to cheer for and and encourage each other is a, is an important part of this trail community. So when you say it's washing machine style and you're talking about cheering for each other, immediately I think of doing laundry and thinking as my socks go one way, my shorts tell them good job going the other way around. Exactly. Right? So they're exactly, kind of I never right. thought of it that way. So my clothes in the washing machine are essentially giving each other an out of boy hanging. They're, they're giving each they're other high drown, line. but right. this is cool. Okay. Yeah, knuckles it. as you go by, right? Little What's knuckles. Up? Yeah. And I've run the um, the race. We came in, Jill came, I think two years ago. Um, we just did the 10 case. We wanted to get Dana Miller and a few other people, Derek Lytle, on the podcast. But the race, the course itself is interesting because when you start, and I don't know if you switch anything at this point, so I'm just going off what I know. We started, it's pretty runnable for a while. You're kind of on a service road at some point. Then you start going up. Once you get to the top, that was awesome, dude. Yeah. Like when you get up to the wherever that whatever this trail everything is, you kind of go in and out of some rocks, and then coming down is pretty technical yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah, that's what's right. cool about it. It's like super runnable in spots, but it's technical in others. Um, I like the race that it comes back um, to the thing. So I'll be coming down this year. I already got my hotel, my swanky hotel reserved. Um, so I'll be coming down again this year. Racing wise, I'm still on the fence on what to do, um, but it is a it's a cool race. What uh, Oh, what do you think number-wise we're looking at this year? Total, overall, for all distances, what do you think you're going to end up with? Well, if I get anywhere close to what we did at the senior games, I'm going to be stoked. So, okay. um, all, the, all those distances, you know, adding up together, if we're somewhere close to 100 runners, it'd be awesome. Wow, that's pretty solid. Yeah. It's a cool little spot. Um, was it last year? Yeah, there was a, wasn't there a fire going? Yeah, we have a, camp, a couple years yeah, ago. We, have, campfire. we do a little campfire yeah. later in the evening there out, out there in, at the finish line. Uh, we'll have the bus down there this year, which is nice. We won't have to tow it. We'll actually be able to drive it down this year. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. I you know you mentioned the technical part of it again. That's that's the important part as well because we want to make sure that somebody donates some blood to the trail gods again, right? I get, well, I knocking on wood. I didn't, but it was a cool downhill. I was running with Joel and another friend of ours from Ogden, uh, Amy. We were kind of like just cruising through this little uh, this section back to sure. the, the start-finish area. So it's a cool event, December 7th. Um, and then you've got other stuff. So you've your senior games RD, a capstone race director, but you also have this thing going on. We talked about this yesterday because I went out and set the KOM, apparently. You do a thing down here, KOM and QOM, which is King of the Mountain, right, mm-hmm. and Queen of the Mountain. Queen of the Mountain, right. And you've done some stuff in Salt Lake, but there's a problem with participation in the fact that you give money for this stuff out of just your own pocket. Yeah. What, what are these so my listeners can understand how to do it and what to go about to get some cash? So what, I, what I've got is any time I get a – you know, as, as a real as a realtor, one of the things I want to do is I want to get as many people to go buy my listings as possible. Um, one of the ways I do that is I put a, I've got a Strava contest for every single listing I do, um, where it's the, you know Turtle Miller has the KOM slash QOM, come and get it. Um, where if you go out and you know it basically starts at at the sign of the listing, whether the listing's a house or whether the listing's a a lot or whatever it is, there's a there'll be a sign. So you start at the sign. Um, and then go and basically follow a little 
little Strava segment that I set up, and, and usually I try to find some trails. Sometimes it's not really easy for me to find a trail. It's going to be less than a couple miles. I don't want it to be really long. I want to make sure that everybody can participate if they want to. I'm going to run it slow, so really anybody that comes out there and runs it can can easily pick up the KOM. Um, and, and, of course, I can't set a QOM. I don't have the right equipment. So uh, so it, it allows you to go out, and, and, and the idea is if you go out and run that same route that I ran, come back, and, and you, what you get is if you have the KOM when that property sells and records, then I pay you 50 bucks. Just because. Just because. Just because. So KOM, QOM, each of them get 50 bucks. Um, sometimes I do a little bit of a bonus. Uh, if I've got, like a, right now, I've got two lots out in an area called Dixie Springs that we I put the KOM, QOM up. Um, and, and those lots, uh, because they're side by side, if they sell in the same transaction, which I'm guessing they may, uh, then you and, you and you have the KOM and the QOM on both of those. Uh, I have a third challenge there that if you run them both and run them both at the same time and get the KOM, then you'll end up with 200 bucks. Dang. So, yeah. It's so where do people find these, like the KOM and QOM locations and competitions? Where would one find those? So if you were on a couple places on social media, if you're on Strava, uh, if you search for a segment – uh, and if you search for Turtle Miller has the KOM, and again, if you look at the name of this podcast, he'll probably have my name spelled wrong. It's T-U-R-D apostrophe L. I get it right. Look if at this. If you search for Turtle Miller, if you just search for Turtle, that will come up, and it'll be Turtle Miller has the KOM. Come and get it, and then it'll and then it'll show you. It'll have a name of the listing, whatever it is, whether it's you know lot 11 on Donnelly Drive or whatever it is it'll have it'll have it and then and then click on that and it'll take you it can take you to the actual segment and you can see explore through the segment to figure out where it is and all those kinds of things um, where it is where it starts where it ends how to follow it those kinds of things there's a little map on Strava um, the other thing is we post them obviously on the Turtle Tre- or Turtle Miller Realtor Facebook page. Uh, anytime I get a new listing, we'll list that along with the Strava and and give the specifics on the fifty bucks for the KOM, fifty bucks for the QOM. Come and get it. Um, so yeah, follow if you want to follow Turtle Miller Realtor on Facebook. That will that that gives you any anytime a new one goes up, it'll it'll alert you. alert you if you. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes for those that are driving or something that don't have time to write it down. So like we were talking about it yesterday, so I, we went out and did a course for a new KOM, QOM. Um, it was like 2.7 miles, and it was a pretty cool little trail, actually, um, to the one we ran. But um, we were talking about if you came do some of these, you can just be making a little money. You come yeah. down to St. George for a weekend or up or across or through or whatever and run a couple of these, that's some spending money on your way to Vegas. Or that could take care of your uh, Viva Chicken order or something. And, and you make a good point. That's that's really was Part of the genesis of this idea was that I had I've, you know, every spring, I've got tons of people that reach out to me on Facebook and say, hey, you know, like they'll they'll post something and say, hey, I'm going to St. George this weekend. What should I run? And then invariably somebody tags me in the in the thing, and it's like, well, if you want to know what to run, here's a way to make, you know, if you come down here and pick up all the KOMs, that's 500 bucks. That's not a bad weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. I mean, depending on how many listings I've got currently at the time and and whatnot, yeah, you can go out and pick up 500 bucks. So and you have a you've had it. a couple in Salt Lake City that people didn't do, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> and Salt Lake City's a you know more people there well, than St. George on average. I think there's runners. some runners up there, but I couldn't couple. prove it. <laughs> 
you're trying to give money away. I mean, I understand. I I don't want to run when I'm up there either. It's miserable. I mean, it's it's cold. It's you know, like if it's the winter, you got all that gray crap that you're trying to breathe in. So I I get it. I would come to Southern Utah as well. But if you're there and I've got a listing, and that usually if that's going to happen, it's going to happen in the summer because I'm not going in there in the winter. Um, you. Th- Take a look around. There may be there may be some KOM contests up there. But yeah, I had a couple listings up there this summer, and and they're sold now. And and anybody nobody, do them? Nobody, nobody did them. Nobody went and did them. Nobody went and did so them. So if you'd have so. walked it with your walker <laughs> and your remote controlled car, you still would have won. You still would have been the only st- one. You still would have got fifty bucks, right? It's almost like bucks. entering a competition, knowing you're the only one in that age group and losing, right? You still right. win, right? And, right. And, and and again, those they're not very long, and and I run them at a pace that I know that. Is beatable. Is beatable. Yeah, I don't. I don't try to go set the KOM. I'm. It's not. The idea is not for me to. You're doing not it to set the away. course. I, I'm doing it to show people where I want them to run. And so there's one. There's one in Cedar City right now that's around a city block, like literally just around a city block. And if you go run it, if you're one of the first five people that run it, you get. I'm buying you lunch at Firehouse Subs. I'll send you a, a ten dollar gift certificate to Firehouse Subs. So it's. They got good pickles. Oh, they are the best pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll hit that on the way home when I leave on Thursday. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll show you where that one is too. It's it's, it's, it's around a the hard, block. I'll just park and run and back to my car. Seriously, not a hard course. Yeah. <laughs> well, even the one yesterday we did, like I said, it was like two point seven. It wasn't hard at all, but it was no. actually kind of fun. You know, it's a little uphill, but then you get to come downhill. Some good views. You're on dirt. A few rocks. Hey, you got a lot of lizards down here, by yeah. the way. Oh yeah, yeah. When I after I left and ran with you of that two seven, I went to get another like four or so, and I went to Chuckwalla. Mm-hmm. Sure. Man, there's a lot of lizards, dude. I was scared I was gonna step on one because they're cute and they're little. Like yeah. I'm used to anything that moves like that beneath my feet is a snake where I'm from. So a li- it took me a minute to get used to it. But man, you got a lot of lizards. So Chuckwalla is one of my absolute favorite trails ever. It's the trail that I. It's the trail that I learned. To run on. You know, well, I didn't learn to run on it, but I learned I learned about my love of, of trail running was literally on that trail that you ran. There's turtles out there. There's desert tortoises. There's I've never seen a snake. I mean, knock on wood because yeah. I don't like seeing them either. Yeah. But lots of lizards. Tons lots of lizards. Of, lots of fun stuff out there for sure. Yeah. It's so I hit it. Trail. I don't know what time I hit it yesterday. It was probably around four ish, and I only saw a couple people out there. Yeah. Because um, it was as hotter than hell. It was like 75 degrees or something. It was like cooking. <laughs> Um, but on when I finished and got back to the parking lot, there was a ton of people pulling up for kids' mountain bikes, like training or something. So I'm glad I got done when I got done. Yeah, true. It, it would have got really crowded there. It's, it's a popular climbing area. It's not as popular for mountain bikes, which is another reason I like it, because there's not usually a ton of mountain bikes out there. Lots of hikers on the weekends. Um, one of my favorite times to hit it is when it's raining on a weekend because everybody kind of goes, oh, I don't want to go run today. And it's like, it's beautiful out there. It's Heck absolutely yeah. beautiful. You guys could use some of that rain. I saw something, it was like last week, where it had been 122 days without rainfall. It was a new record. And it hasn't rained since then, so the record's probably like 126 days yeah. without Saint rain. St. George is thirsty right now. I know because when I was sweating, it would disappear before it hit the ground. <laughs> I thought I was like contributing to the moisture problem because I was cooking at 70 degrees. Well, you're lucky you didn't fall down and donate actual blood to the trail gods because that's what it's wanting. It's, it, it needs it needs some water. I didn't want any of that, but it got me. It got it's, it's fun to run down here. I mean, I'm, a, I'm in northern Utah. I missed my leaves. Little cooler temps. That's just who I am. But it's cool down here. I mean, it's, it's the scenery's pretty remarkable um, when you get down here. Yeah. 
All right, see, so you can see for miles on that trail. You really can, it. especially yeah. when you get up where those benches are and just see yeah. you know, like the baseball fields and all all the little pockets of water in the subdivisions and everything else. It's and pretty so cool. So that that trail is the Desert Tortoise Reserve area. Uh-huh. Um, it's never going to be developed. All that whole area back up in there is part of a a, a desert reserve, a federally That's um, awesome. mandated desert reserve that. You know, part of Snow Canyon as well. So you just—I love that part. Is you know, north of St. George is is not developed. It's not ever going to be developed because we've got the desert tortoise habitat up there that they've preserved, um, and and we get to run and play in it. And and but of course, you can't put events on up there. But that's—I'll I'll sacrifice that. To, oh, for sure. To have, have a nice to run on in per- I haven't seen perpetuity. A- tortoise or turtle out there yet but i'm hoping at some point I maybe i'm running too fast there you don't see them much <laughs> like literally i ha, i don't know that i've seen one in five years really but they're there they're there yeah they're there i see people posting pictures of them all the time but what i what i when i usually see them is in the spring the very first day where it breaks 90 degrees is oh. almost like that's when they pop out and so you'll see them all i mean i've seen tons of them from from big the size of a basketball, wow. you know, around to to a little the size of like a silver dollar. I mean, it's, wow, they're, those they're, are cute. They're little awesome. ones are cute. It's, it's awesome. It's they're really fun to see for sure. And make sure you leave them. Yeah, don't touch don't put them. them in your pocket. You don't you don't touch them. You don't like you don't get close to them. Really, anytime you see them, you don't really you want to avoid them being bothered by you because what happens if you scare them they end up dumping all of their water emptying their bowels and then they end up dehydrated and having a hard time refilling that up so you want to just kind of stay away from as much as possible don't touch them you know don't even get close to them if you want to take a picture zoom in on it and take a picture of it but don't don't mess with them just let them be that's kind of like i think me and the turtle have a lot in common yeah yeah that kind of describes some things you pick you up you pee your pants i get it right and then i'm done right (laughs) scare me and then i go dehydrate and um what are your plans for 2020 2020 is kind of a cool year because it's just 2020 sounds cool right instead of 2019 20 2020 just sounds like it could be for anybody out there just a really cool and we'll use the word epic opportunity just cool what do you what have you got for 2020 what's on your besides repeating at the senior games i mean obviously back-to-back world champions there's not a lot of those out there i am i'm throwing out a challenge to a few people that if you're turning 50 if you're anywhere in that 50 to 54 age group next year i'm i'm throwing down the gauntlet like come on bring it i will i will I will school you at shuffleboard. I'm just saying. This I, is coming from a guy who's never won a shuffleboard game, folks. Never won a shuffleboard. Like, like, I don't even think I – like, I think I played it at one time on a cruise and got beaten by my kids. So I'm just saying, show up and get – let me show you how to how to get take a beat down from me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to take a – to give a beat down. I've, I've learned how to take one. Because now so you're the inner you sanctum take now. One. Oh, yeah. Because you were a part of it. Now you're on the inner sanctum I'm, of I'm the shuffleboard. Put, I'm thinking about putting one in my backyard, but I don't want anybody to know. Well, it's a little late for that. I mean, all three people heard that that listened to the podcast, so we're all good. So, yeah. So, obviously, repeating at the senior games is going to be important. I, yep. I may try to participate in a couple other events if they've got some uh, events that don't have any other participants in. I may try to do that. So, you're going to wait until the last minute and say, where do you need – where's where's yeah. this age group? No, like, straight up. Oh, I got hey. no one in badminton. I got hey, no right. one in cornhole that's new. Right. Table tennis, right. Ping, Ping pong. pong. <laughs> Both sports, right. There you go. What, uh, else, what else besides your domination in the in the senior games, right? So, I, I I've got a couple things on on the uh, a couple things in the back of my mind that I'm looking at and thinking at. Okay. Uh, you know, I've I've got I, I'm 
I'm one of those creatures of habit. So I've got those events that I like to do year after year after year. And, and if you don't know what those are, go back and listen to the other podcasts. But um, there are a few things in the back of my mind that I like to do. I think this year, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love Wasatch and as much as I want to run Wasatch every chance I get, I think I think I need to take a break from Wasatch. There you I've, go. Had, I've had a couple things that, you know, that, that the ankle roll at mile 25 was not – was not the happiest day of my life. And so I think instead of running that, I may do, there's a last man standing event here in St. George that same weekend. Oh, wow. And, and, and they don't do it as an, they don't truly do it as a last man standing. So they don't do it until it's till some, till everybody quits, but one, uh, they only do it as a 24 hour event, but I think it'd be fun to go do that 24 hour event and see if I can run a hundred miles in 24 <laughs> hours. Cause I've never done, I've never run 24 hours. I never run 100 miles in 24 hours, so I think it'd be fun to go do that, just to kind of, as a personal challenge, to go test yourself to do that. It'd, it'd be a fun event to do. Um, you know, I, there's there's a few high mountain play around things that that I've I've at least been looking at for a couple things. Um, obviously, pacing friends and whatnot, but um, I may go back to Draney's race. That's a that's Elvacaro. Elvacaro is always a, a really good time. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then yeah, I, I'm again more stuff in the spring than than anything else because we have the ability to run all winter long up here, and so I, I think I'm I think I'm usually pretty good shape come end of April, first of May, and then the later it gets in the summer, the more I sit around and eat bonbons and you know balloon stay up a little bit. And, yeah, yeah, right. Stay out of the heat, right? Bonbons sound pretty good right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you, kind of creature habit. El Vaquero is always there. And there's other races around that two-week window is what I look at races. I look at two-week windows because right, I sure. really don't want to double up that much. But there's a lot of races around that time I want to run, but that's still my favorite race. So it always draws me in. Yeah. This year I didn't really run or race, so I wasn't up there, unfortunately. But uh, that's always there. And I've done it the five years, so I got the cool buckle. So I'm kind of this year I'm thinking I might run something else but still go to El Vaquero because I just like it up there. Too many yeah. too many awesome people, including Ty um, himself. So 2020, maybe some stepping outside of your uh, comfort zone in the fact of doing repetitive, like creature habit stuff. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're thinking? Yeah, I, and, and again, I, I'm not to the point where I've looked at him enough to commit to verbally telling anyone, including the planet, what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've got a good friend that keeps sending me stuff and and hey, what about this one? Hey, what about this one? Hey, I signed up for this one. It's like those are the worst like, friends, man. Dude, he, I got some of those, and they suck. And it's like, yeah, that looks awesome. And then next thing you know, you're you're double booked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and well, and, and part of it is, you know, I I think I gave him the addiction of running, and now yeah. he's given his wife the addiction of running, and so it's it's kind of a you know it's kind of a couple's thing, and so it's kind of fun to go. I think it's going to be fun to go do a couple of those, but I yeah I can't commit to it yet because he'll hold me to it. And well, I don't even want to say his name because he'll hold me to it. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to. I can tell, so I didn't even pressure for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the past, I may have, but I'm not going to right now. I appreciate it. Well, I know there's a group of us uh, that just started planning yesterday for a trip to the Grand Canyon on April the April 30th weekend, and I know you were invited to that. So think keep that in the back of your mind because yeah, you're not, not too far. I'm not driving to the south, Graham. That's How far is that from here? Too long. How far? How many hours? Guess it. Seven hours. Okay, it's like nine from my house Yeah. at least. But it's, <clears throat> like, but it's like two to the north rim for me. Yeah. So it, 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 seems, it seems ridiculous. 
redundantly redundant. Like if you look up redundant in the in the dictionary, it says redundant. See redundant. So mm-hmm. it seems redundantly redundant to drive past the north rim to go to the south rim to then turn around and run to the north rim to run to the south rim to then drive back past the north rim to get home. Like, but the, yeah. and the north rim opens like mid May, right? Generally, May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Yeah. So that one would be before. Because I'm with you. I that's the one issue I have with doing the rim to rim to rim is going to the south rim. Because it's not only that, but it's a long drive. But once you get to that certain turnoff road, it, it's like forever. It's like 30 miles an hour. I, I've, ne- I've never even driven to the south rim. I've oh, been really? to the south rim twice because I've run the rim to rim to rim. Okay. And but you so just I've, run over there. We run over there and had breakfast at El Tovar. That's my favorite way to do north rim, or rim to rim to rim is you start on the north rim. You start at you know, midnight, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever you want to do it at. And then you run over to the south rim, and you have breakfast at El Tovar, and then you turn around and run back with I don't know if I full could do belly. That. And uh-uh. Going down that thing? But but you're not. But here's the thing. You're not running hard on the way down, right? You're just kind of a chill, and it gives you an hour or so for that to settle through your stomach. It's a bouncy, though. Oh, it's so good, man. It's bouncy. Well, you don't get a big breakfast. Like, I've done that, and that's not the good <laughs> idea. Like, so what do you get, like a half a piece of bacon? and a So Rick Whitelaw and I went brown. over. And the first time I did Rim to Rim to Rim, Rick Whitelaw, who good friend down here in St. Yeah. George. He used to do the trail marking for Ultra Adventures back when it was cool. Um, <laughs> we we went and did rim to rim to rim, and, and we'd always go and do stuff at the Grand Canyon that same weekend because that's when the event used to be put on out there. And so we went down there the year after Ultra Adventures became, I'm going to say no more, even though they're still around. Gotcha. Um, we went and, and we started at the North Rim on May 15th and ran down and and – I forgot my credit card at the okay. North Rim. And so we got to the South Rim, and all we had was 20 bucks, Ooh. which 20 bucks doesn't go very far. At, Especially, at yeah, a tourist place, phone. too. I had my phone. We could have done an Apple Pay, but they didn't take Apple Pay. And so we had 20 bucks to buy breakfast, and it was cold. So we got two cups of coffee and a cinnamon roll. Now, the cinnamon roll is as big as your freaking head. Wow. So, you know, two runners splitting a cinnamon roll was a perfect amount. We had about 70 cups of coffee until they were free refills, right? Yeah. Okay. So, totally. But it was, they were they were exactly what we needed because it was cold and we wanted to get warm and just a little bit in the belly and then turn around and ran it back and it was it was it was literally one of the best days I've ever had in my life. You know, wow. Climbing out of the canyon on the other end, you know, beautiful weather down in the down in the bottom, you know, 70, 80 degrees, nice and warm. Uh, up on the rims, I'm glad I had a jacket. And, yeah. then, and then as we were exiting, it started hailing on us. So, you know, hailing and thunder and lightning. We're hiding under a rock outcropping maybe a mile, mile and a half from the top. And just, I mean, literally one second between the, the lightning and the sound. So we were <laughs> pretty freaked out by it. It went away, but we got up to the top, and there's six inches of hail on the ground. And it was, awesome. It was, a, it was a good time. It was a really good time. But see, those are the experiences. That's what's so fun about running is right. having those types. It's like that's a good day as opposed some people think a good day is – Everything goes smooth, perfect weather, but those are good days when you have those. Because when I've done rim to rim, both times there's snow. Yeah. And it was cool because I, you know, the the view coming out one year out of the south rim when it was snowing, I'm down at the bottom. Um, what's it called? That little last place for like water. It's like Indian, Indian Garden. Yeah. So we were there, looking up the rim and just seeing red, and then there's like white snow on it. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. The bad part was looking at it. I knew I had to climb to the very top of it. Right. But it was cool looking. So sometimes those are what I consider the the good ones. To me, right? to me if if there's something if if something doesn't go wrong, it's not memorable. 
Like if, there's some like, truth to that. Like yeah, if you, if you just that. have like a, I mean, you have a butter smooth and everything goes good and you don't have any challenges in the whole run and nothing, everything just kind of goes. You just don't remember it. It's it's those things that challenge us, those things that kind of test us and 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 make us think outside the box are really kind of what gives us. It's it's what gives me the joy and and the memory, the big memories that you that you build is those those events or those those days that just. They just kick your ass and you yeah. come out of it going, that was hard and, but damn, that was fun. I want to do know? that again. Dude, I want, uh, I, we survived. Yeah. I, you know, I, hey, <laughs> we didn't die, right? That's your, that's your talking to the nurse. Right, exactly. Hey. <laughs> Next to you. Right. We didn't die. That was but so that, cool. But that, I mean, even, even taken back to the senior games, that's the guy I remember is the guy that showed up with a, with a bandage, looked like a World War II vet coming out of the, you know, coming across the finish line with blood all over his shirt and a bandage on his head. It's like, dude, you're the baddest guy out here today. <laughs> you are the new logo yeah, for you, my race. <laughs> I, you know, I gave that guy an award. I gave him a, uh, I gave him a first aid kit out of the bus that had been, a little, I think had been, I think it was, came with the bus. It was from, from REI, but it was, it was so old. I was so old, just like him. <laughs> here you go, dude. This is for you. You're, you're, you're a champ. old and you need first aid here. <laughs> I got the perfect thing for you. So that's that is a new award, by the way. Any event that I put on, if you, if you obviously donate more than your share of blood, you will get a special award at the awards zone. So I like the idea of a first aid kit. That's yeah. pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool little thing, actually. I like that. Um, so cool. So 2020 should be good, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, your ankle healed, so you should be your full steam ahead, ankles, pretty much. Ankle's good. Uh, you know, it, because it was my good ankle. Yeah. Rolling that as bad as I did really makes it. It's something in the back of my brain that I'm still a little nervous about. Yeah. You know, it's gonna take a. It's gonna take a bunch of trail runs for me to feel confident. Total confidence and total stoked on it. I mean, yesterday when you and I ran on that trail, that was the first real true trail run that I'd had since I'd done it. And and I hope my podiatrist isn't listening to this because if he if he is, he's probably gonna kick my butt because I didn't have a big brace on like probably should have but again it was it's it's those kinds of things it's it's that it's that lack of confidence that i have in that ankle that really kind of worries me you look nimble as a gazelle <laughs> you did i'm following you i'm like an this overweight dude. chunky gazelle yeah you look like you were in it right <laughs> you were look like you were just nimble as could be nimble floating, like an elephant floating over rocks that's all <laughs> i saw um, so I'm going to, you know, we, it's fun to catch up with you. It's, I'm excited to relaunch the podcast. So you, like I said, you're one of the, one of the, uh, first guests we're bringing back on, um, before we get to a little lightning round, Hold which on a second. no what? Luke, we, we're bringing Luke back. We haven't got that far yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My, my, sorry, Luke. He, sorry, Luke. You're in second place. <laughs> God, he might be in third. I don't know who would be in second at this point. I know you, you're sorry, the Luke. most returned, um, guest for sure. Um, on the podcast, but you're also one that people say you should bring Turtle on. I'm like, dude, I've had him on so many. What do I talk to him about next? And then, oh, he's a world champion. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> so. I kind of hid that from you. I for, you know, I almost forgot about it until you brought it up, and I was like, what have I been doing? Oh, that's right. I've got a couple of big fat gold medals. In well, and that's part of my board. my interview process. I've been taking time off, and a lot of it is I've been, you know, trying to watch a lot of interview. I'm like, how do I dig stuff out of people? And that was it. That yeah. was my my golden nugget for this out this episode. I did. I'm like. Right out of there. He wasn't going to talk about it. He forgot about it. That's how ah. that's how journalistic I was in the approach to that one. Um, we started just with a gold medal, and then we ended up as a world champion. So absolutely right. Um, I feel I feel pretty comfortable with uh, the interview process as long as it's been. I think we've done well. Um, so we've talked about the sport a little bit, and I'm just going to give you this uh, this question before we get into um, the lightning round. But I think this is interesting. I've been talking a lot, um, and as everybody out there knows, Joel Hatch. 
um, was such an instrumental part of what Trail Manners is today for sure. Um, we still run a lot together, and we've been talking about this a little bit, just the the, sp- the sport of ultra running. So we're shifting gears a little bit. Um, what would you like to see moving forward with our sport? And when I say our sport, I'm, I'm talking trail slash ultra running. It doesn't have to be ultras, but it's like that trail world. You've been in the culture for a long time. I've approached in 20 years um, being a part of trail running culture, um, and we've seen a lot of changes. Me and Joel have been talking about it. We kind of talked about it a little bit at the, the creepery um, today. But in your mind, what you see, without getting into Again, too too often in the weeds. What would you like to see with the sport of trail running moving forward? Because it's just continuing to grow, and we're seeing some of the growing pains more and more now. And I call them pains because that's what they feel like in a way. Um, but what would you like to see moving forward with our sport? Well, a, a big part of that growth, I think, has come through the advent of social media. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's that's how a lot of people find out about the sport. Um, it's a lot of how we find out a lot of things that, that we want to try in the sport. Um, the, it, it brings new participants. It brings um, brings people that, that had never even realized that trail running was a sport mm-hmm. into the sport. Um, but I think there's also a lot of, a lot of things that are, that are negative about that social media atmosphere. Um, we see it in, in the political stuff that goes on on Facebook all the time. Yeah. To the point that, if if somebody's posting political, I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm hiding it. You know, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm on, unfollowing those people because I just don't I don't I I end up I, it end up raising my blood pressure because I'm so pissed off and want to respond and 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 it used to just be this the political side of it. You know, the the politics that we don't agree with each other on. I don't think any of us agree with each other on. And and now it's 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 come to the point where. It's almost like we need something to fight about, and so since we're hiding all the politics in in our posts, we're we're now fighting about things within the sport. You know, like what happened here, what happened there, or did this person do the right thing, or did this person not do the right thing? You know, a lot of a lot of I don't know Monday morning quarterbacking, so to speak. You know, and and it started a lot of that stuff you you would see even a couple of years ago with. With Wamsley, and is he good for the sport or is he bad for the sport? And 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 again, I mean, I think the guy's great for the sport. But now you've got other people that you know, is he good for the sport? Is this bad for the sport? Is 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 what this person doing the right thing? Is what this person doing the wrong thing? Who gives a crap? Just just go out and run and enjoy yourself. And 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 I get it. When you're on social media, sometimes you're a little grumpy because you're not out running, right? And and so that's why you're on social media because you don't, you're not, you know, for whatever reason you can't be out running at that point. But you know, I just I don't know. I, that that's that's some of the things that I don't like about where the sport's going is just the whole negative aspects that you see through social media. I, I want it to be I want it to be an inviting thing. I want people to come and participate and enjoy themselves and 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 do everything you can to keep that negative aspect out of your life. You know, search for the positive, so to speak. Well, this brings up a good point because I under I completely understand and I completely know that with the growth of the sport, there's so many avenues of why it's growing, and I'm a huge contributing part of that. Right? People say, oh, podcasts are doing this, and I, right. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm not saying I'm exempt from it, but I think what, what we try and do here is put some of that onus or responsibility on the podcast. So negativity-wise, if you follow us on social media, go through the podcast, we try and absolutely keep it fun, entertaining, educational, 
Um, but I think there's some responsibility with that. Um, and that's a big part of why there is a trail manners podcast as me and Joel years ago and the continuing forging forward by myself is just that responsibility to help educate people, to help bring the, the positive stories, um, out of it, whether it's, you know, I get a lot, Oh, it's the average runner, the middle of the pack or the back of the pack or those stories. Um, so we try and absolutely keep things positive. And I, th- I thought what you mentioned, because I'm with you on the social media side, I think the beauty of social media, as much as people despise it, myself some days, is you get to decide sometimes what what uh, you look at. So you say you hide or you unfriend or you block or whatever. I don't, I don't unfriend. I unsubscribe. I just, unsubscribe. I turn, I turn their posts so that I can't see them. Yeah. Right. And so so I think that's a I'm big thing. I'm looking at you, Joel. I mean, uh, uh, Joel. <laughs> But I think that's a big thing, though, because people get offended, I think, a lot easier than they used to, in, in my opinion. So if I don't like what somebody says, I just choose not to I hide it, like you just mentioned. But right. some people like to engage in that, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Everybody's their own thing. But I think that's some of it is trying to find your niche within what you want to follow. If I, if I don't follow, if I hide a post, it doesn't mean I don't like you, right? It just means no, right. I'm just not interested in that. Because I look at social media. I remember when Facebook started, I thought, man, this is a cool, cool thing because I can connect with old high school people, old college people right. um, to see what they're up to. And I could connect with some family members I don't live close by. And it's absolutely evolved. Um, and I think it evolves on, on based on what everybody wants it to evolve to. But you, when I see stuff, I choose, right? You, and I, I, I struggle it, with it. You make a really good point. When when I hide or when I unsubscribe, it's not because I don't value what you're having to say. It's that on a personal level, I can't keep from responding negatively to it. Yeah. You know, and 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 I've that's something I've kind of come to realization. Even when I go to watch my daughter's soccer game, is that I can sit and watch a soccer game, and things can be going terribly, and I don't necessarily heckle or get mad or anything until somebody else pipes up and then i'm like yeah let's yeah you know and i just i can't i can't keep myself from responding in a negative fashion so i do everything i can to 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 make it so that i don't have those negative imagery in my life and and to keep things positive because i think it's it's you know, one of the things I've realized as as a salesperson is when I when I used to be sell when I used to be working for SOS staffing and I was going out to find jobs for people every day, I could very easily identify driving down the street a business that would need help in the next month. Um, when I started working in, you know, outdoor or, or, or when I started working in roofing and drywall, I could see a house from a mile away that needed roofing or drywall. When I started, you know, working in Selling computer-based training, I could identify a company by driving past it and say that's a company that's going to need some training, some computer-based training. And now, you know, so my point is, is that when you're focused on something, whether it's for your job or what, if you're focused on positive things, you see lots of positive things in your life. Yeah. If you if you recognize and respond to the negative things, those are negative things. That's all you're going to see is the negative things in your life. So find find ways to focus on the positive, and it'll it'll yeah, and and you'll be a much happier person because all you all you'll see is positive things when that's what you that's what you seek. And and with that, you know, like moving forward, you know, the growth of our sport, what you'd like to see, what's your what's your opinion? And this is all they are, folks. Let's not let's get too far into the weeds here. Their opinions, everybody gets them. It's not pushing it on others. What's your thought of like with the increase of 
I, I mean, it's. I honestly feel like there can't. There isn't a week that goes by where a new race doesn't pop up <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Right, absolutely right? right. So, what's your thought on that? Like, I, I have mixed feelings, and I can't. I'm, I guess I'm on the fence, right? I'm not pro. I'm not con. But there's just more races popping up, um, more race directors, um, and everything else. What's your thought on that? Like, which uh, with races, do you think um, we need to? be done making races or is it a good thing for the sport no i can't tell somebody they can't make a race well i'm not saying you can right. but do you think it's a good thing for the sport with more races I, always popping I, up i think i think that's something that the market will tell us when too many races become too many races because the races you know uh, th- there's a few races out there that have been around for a long time that they need to step up their game or they're not going to continue to be good races and they're not going to continue to have the success that they're having um you know, if if you put on a great event and the the word gets out there that you put on a great event, you'll have enough people that show up or else you'll end up spending a bunch of money to put on a race every year. And and maybe that's what you want to do. And and that's, you know, I don't I don't have a ton of people that show up for the capstone. I don't want it to be more than 100 people. If it was more than 100 people, I don't think I could manage it. You know, that just the court the course doesn't allow you to put on a race that's that many people. And so you know, I think Skaggs has run into that with some of his events where he had to split them into two days because he couldn't put it on the same, couldn't put those both on at the same time, right? He had, didn't he have a race like that? Yeah, his Buffalo run got, they, this, they changed it on him. He used to have a cap of over 800, and they said, no, we only want 400. So he split them right. on weekends so he could get four for each as opposed to four for the whole day. Right. And so and, and it's it's those kinds of things that, you know, like I, I think as good trail stewards, um, I don't I don't have a problem with with, and if you want to put on an event, if it's good and enough people show up for it, then you're going to have a successful event. And if, believe me, the first year you're not going to have a, you're not going to make a ton of money. But if you continue to stay by it and 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 are passionate about it, you know, and you're never going to make a ton of money. You even the biggest race directors on the planet that own, you know, 50 races. They're not making. They're not millionaires. You know what I mean? They're they're working for their living just like any of us work for their living. You, you're not. You, you can't make. You can't make a ton of money being a race director. You just can't. But can you have a Can you have a good life? Can you do the things that you're passionate about? It. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you might end up sleeping in your car a lot, but if that's okay with you, then absolutely put on a race. Yeah. And I, I think that just goes back to again, it's a matter of opinion um, because I know I've talked to people say, so yeah, there's just too many, but I. I I see the only issue, especially now that I am have a different job that's a lot with trail advocacy. My thing is just long as races are put on, I'm going to say for the right reasons. When I mean that, I mean long as you have the best thing in it, uh, heart and interest. Because if you're not taking your trail markers down, if you're putting too much uh, stress on an environment, not giving back to that, cleaning up that's yourself. the problem. Because I work a lot now with the Forest Service and county and city entities, and you're seeing more of that where people come in, they put a race on, and they're there to make money, and so the other stuff's out of their out of sight, out of mind. Um, and so that's my only concern with more and more races is just the, how we're stretching our resources, I sure. guess, sometimes. And so when I see a race that is on another race course from another race, those were where I struggle a little bit because I'm like, hey, can that place really hold three races a year on the same environment, right? right? Because there's a lot. I I'm, I know from the the flip side now more than ever is maintenance on stuff isn't free. Now, are we giving back to that? Maybe you're not supposed to. I know the Forest Service typically takes 5% off the top. I'm fine with that just because I know it doesn't necessarily go to that exact trail, but at least it's doing something. So right. I think that's the parts I struggle with is just 
when I see a race pop up and I go, wait a minute, isn't there a race already there or a portion of that is already there on the same course and, you know, just a few weeks or six months away. So I think that's where I kind of have to take a step back and look at it. But I think you're right. If they're not supported, if you're not doing it the right way, you might have a race one or two years, but eventually, hopefully, if you're not doing it, hopefully, if you're not doing it the right way, it goes away. But it, but if if you're not doing it the right way and you're not getting enough people signed up, then you're still paying out of your pocket to put the race on. And then oh, at that you. point, at that point, it becomes a labor of love, and it truly is a give back to the community kind of thing. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we put on the. Ogden Trail Ring Festival for three years. And right. We brought in some crazy good athletes. We put a lot of money and time into it, but we just weren't getting the numbers we need. Everybody right. wants it, but then they don't come when it's there. And so it's just one of those things where I can't keep losing money. I would love to do it, and I wish I had resources to where, yeah, I can lose X amount of money a year. It's no big deal. I love the community, and I do, but I just I'm not there. Well, right? that's that's so, where I'm at with the capstone. I haven't I have yet to put any money in my pocket out of that race because yeah. it's just I don't have enough people, and no, I don't know that I really want as many people mm-hmm. as it would take to make that highly profitable. To me, it's more about hey, you know what, St. George is fun. Come down Come and hang play out. with me. I right? love coming down in December too. We, we we can hang out all night and still get up and put on a race at noon. Right? Maybe like, that's your can, tagline. The capstone races, come play with Turtle. That's it, man. And it's like, wait a minute. I want This guy's a world champ? Can I get my picture with you? Well, there is that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, you can. All right, we're running out of time, so we're shifting gears. Just a little fun. Um, lightning round. Oh, now just, you're hiding the questions? I don't get to read them upside down anymore? No, man. And I got page two that you haven't seen yet. <sighs> right. So Uh-oh. these are easy. Just what comes to your mind, and it's not one of those where I, you get a lot of time to think. I just want to bust through them so we can get done with the show. I'm, uh, you got your. You need hit, to get to work hit, too. Hit me with number one. Shot. Here's the first lightning round. What's a bucket list race slash adventure you still need or want to do? UTMB. UTMB. S- Soup TMB. Soup TMB. Yeah. Okay. Which means I either run UTMB as a race or I just go do the UTMB circus circuit, not circus, the UTMB circuit on on my own and rely on those little. Hacienda things that you come through to have soup. Soup TMB. So here's my uh, being out of it for a little while, but remembering social media. At some point, there was some post of some sort that mentioned that UTMB course may have to be different because of some trail problems on okay. some level. But, and I know people know the answer to that out in the podcast world, and that's fine. I just didn't think we were talking to me, UTMB, even, so I didn't bring about it. To me, it's not really the UTMB organization course. Oh, yeah. It's, to me, it's going around that mountain. I think it would be oh, yeah. fun to go around that mountain. Coming around the mountain. Yeah. I like it. Mountain. Next question. Finish this sentence. I cannot run without... Shoes. Oh, that's... Folks, you heard it here. I'm not a barefoot runner. <laughs> you, you heard it here, you folks. Come out with those, you come at me with those five-finger things on your feet. I'm going to do everything I can to beat you. Or the you sandals. Oh, you know, sandals are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't wear them, but, yeah, they're kind of cool. They're cool in the summer yeah. just to walk around and get coffee uh, in. A short story that... that good friend of mine rick whitelaw that i mm-hmm. mentioned the other yeah. day um if if you hit me with a tweet or or tag me in facebook and say i want to see the picture i've got a picture of his bloody feet when he ran barefoot one <laughs> one of the first times i met him and i just i i will give him crap and post that every chance i get <laughs> if you're home and your tv's on what's 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 on what's what you're watching soccer soccer yeah right. if someone Ho- wrote hopefully a liverpool game Okay, I'll let that slide for this podcast because people like you. Hope they're beating Arsenal. Yeah, well, it's not hard to do these days. (laughs) God, I think my team, but U14s could at this point. If someone wrote a biography about your life, what would the title be? 
Run, fat ass, run. No, see, mine's different. Mine would be come play with turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the name of it. Um, if there was a movie about your life, who plays you? Kevin Costner. Ooh, I like Kevin. Because like he's Kevin. almost as good looking as I am. Like people, <laughs> I'm telling you, he tweets at me all the time and says, "Turtle, I'm about tired of people saying I look like you." I get Jack Black. <laughs> I love the dude, but I can't figure out how to You're take tired that of him one. tweeting at you too. I wish he would, man. He's my anyway. He's an enjoyable character. He sure. is. Uh, guilty pleasure song on your iPod, and this goes back to uh, original episode. So, I mean, I I'll, I'll fully admit that. Go ahead. Man, I feel like a woman. By that, Shania oh Twain. Oh my God, that is the best song. Like, dun, 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 dun. I'm sure you're gonna play it for the intro, but dude, I'm not. But just watching you try dude. and wiggle in that chair kind of got me freaked <laughs> out a little bit. I'm glad that window's not open all the way. Wow. Uh, guilty pleasure food. Pumpkin, anything. Like I, I'm. So when I was a kid, my birthday again is in November. We've kind of talked about that. My mom would always make us a cake as a kid, right? So. Every year, instead of a cake, even though I was going to have pumpkin pie at the end of the month for Thanksgiving, I would ask for a pumpkin pie for my birthday. And so it's just even before the pumpkin spice craze became the pumpkin spice craze, and I'm all over pumpkin spice crazes, by the way. I don't care what it is. I'll eat it. I'll even try the pumpkin pie spam if you want to send some of that to me. But I've liked pumpkin pie. And so, yeah, pumpkin pie, guilty or not. Favorite Disney movie. Oh, I don't know the Mo- Moana one, the one, well, the one at the islands. Isn't that a Disney one or is that a Pixar one? The one with the Rock playing the guy. Yeah, that one. I, I think. don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen that one. My kids were older by then. I don't know. I don't so, watch my Disney movies. I'll just make something up. Well, now. since Star Wars is coming out with a new one, who's your favorite character in Star Wars? Jabba the Hutt. Jabba. The- <laughs> Because right. I'm telling you, back in the day, I'm, I'll guarantee you Jabba the Hutt was... Did he a, tweet you too? He was fat. He, be, <laughs> before the movies, like when Jabba, before Jabba became that fat, slobby thing that you know him as, I, he was a good-looking guy. He really was. You think so? I, no, I, I know so. He used to tweet at me. <laughs> Turtle, quit doing this, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, what's your favorite part of trail running? The... You know, as a runner, one of the things that I that you always strive for is that runner's high. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find is on a trail run, it happens within the first 20 steps where you're – because you're so focused on making sure you're not going to trip or roll an ankle and you're, and you're focused on those 10 feet, 10 to 20 feet in front of, your, in front of you, it, that focus pulls you away from whatever else you got going on in your mind and allows your mind to then begin to wander. And, and you can – Literally run for an hour and think to yourself, wait a minute, have I, I've been running an hour? How did that happen? And it just, trail running does that to me for me every time versus road running. I just, I can't, I, it takes too long to get there. I always keep thinking, oh, I got this, well, why does my hip hurt or whatever? And, and with trail running, it just immediately, 10 steps off the trail, I'm focused on that and it allows my want, my mind to go other places. So, I like that. That's a good answer. Oh, okay, here you go. Someone knocks at your door. You go and open it. I like this one. Before you stands Joel Hatch. He's wearing stance socks, a Speedo, and a tank top, and he's holding a stick of squirrel's nut butter. What does he say to you, and why is he there? 
because we're going to go run a beer mile. I mean, that, that's the Speedo is for the beer mile. That that's the, the beer mile. That is the wardrobe. beer mile uniform. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I hope his is, is leopard print because mine's going to be like Captain America. <laughs> so you don't want to, you know, you don't want to match. Do you want, do you want a picture? <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks. So actually, <laughs> if, if you look out there, you can find one. I would just not look of both. I, I don't want to Google that. I don't even want to know what pops up. Uh, any 2020 resolutions or goals? Since some people are getting away from the resolution thing. 2020 goals or resolutions? You know, resolutions are something that, that I'm a big fan of. Cool. I, I haven't come out with my 2021, but it's something that works for me. I, I quit smoking as a New Year's resolution. I quit drinking for a year as a New Year's resolution. I started again because <laughs> that year's over. <laughs> that year's <laughs> over. Um, this year I failed at my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution was to run every day. And you got hurt. And I got hurt. And so that one's I, – I, I, I haven't set it for 2020. I don't. I don't, that usually happens, I don't know, later part of December when I start thinking about what do I, what do I want to do that next year that I haven't done yet. But it's, it's usually fitness-related or health-related in some way, some small tweak to, to help me improve my fitness or my life or my enjoyment of, of the planet we live on. Okay. Last question, super simple. What's your favorite aid station food? Oh, man, there's too many. Like... I think I think probably a a pierogi wrapped in bacon and avocado. Is there have you ever had that at any station? No, but it sounds really good. <laughs> so it can't be your favorite I've, I've had, station. I've food. had all of those, but I've, I've had not, not a, as a one dish. I, no, but next time I see that, I'm gonna do it. Because here's the thing: pierogies aren't at enough aid stations. I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah. Bacon, there are a lot of aid stations. Avocado, it's at a lot of aid stations. But pierogies aren't at very many. And so when you find a pierogi, you're just so happy to see that that you eat it and forget about looking for anything else. But I think if there's pierogies and bacon, and you wrap that bacon around a little slice of avocado and the pierogi, uh, oh my God, that just you I think mean, that's the holy trinity? That is, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. that's the one I want. All right. So you roll into an aid station. They're gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm making those at Capstone. They will be available at the Capstone <laughs> this year. I'm going to hold you to and, it. And then you will know whether or not that's the best aid station food ever or It not. might be one of the things, ah, that was a miss. No, you're going to be like, holy moly, slam dunky. I ran Beaverhead a couple of years ago and pulled into an aid station, and they had the best Christmas bacon I've ever had. And again, we're racing, so yeah, it could have oh yeah. well not been. Could have been not very good at all. Yeah, but right. Could have been tree bark at that point. Craving it. Um, and avocado. I literally ate some, ran, no joke, a couple hundred yards, <laughs> turned around, went back and grabbed a couple more, and then ran again. Yeah. But I come back into the aid station. Are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like, I just wanted a couple <laughs> more have of these. More of those. Yeah, and I took <laughs> off with a handful of it. You know, I'm like this, and it got to the point where the avocado was smushed into the bacon because I had it in one hand. It was pretty funny, you, but that's you can, memorable. I can, I will say this: you can, you can put bacon too early at an aid station. You can put it too early, like at Wasatch. If you have bacon at like Bountiful B, that's too early. That's way too early. You need bacon. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say Big Mountain. I think bacon needs to be served at, at mile 50 or later. I think bacon should be a lot, and you should just name it. Like you said, Big Mountain. I could see it be called Big Mountain Bacon, and that tastes better than bacon. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if someone says, you want some bacon? Hey, do you want some Big Mountain Bacon? You're you like, that, uh, you can know, I have that Big Mountain Bacon? You know what's good with bacon? What? Seasonal. Seasonal salt, the salt, Seasonal right? salt on bacon. I've never tried that. Oh, I'm going to have to. Because bacon is not salty enough. 
Yeah. Right? It's not just a stick of salt, you know? It's not like it's salted meat before you cook it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah it, Seasonal. I, I had that at an aid station, and it wasn't an aid station I was running. It was an aid station I was helping at. And I got to tell you, that... They're like yeah. turtle, turtle. Can you leave some for the runners? Yeah, she that that <laughs> yeah. aid station lady knew what she was knew what was up. She's like turtle. I'm putting seasonal on it, and I'm like, well, let's try it. Yeah, <laughs> you felt I, dirty, I, huh? I did. I I didn't leave. I you know I was like, can I hang out here all night? I know I'm supposed to go to other aid stations and make sure they're doing all right, but can I just kind of hang out here with you guys? But and see, eat you need salted bacon. You name that, and then it's even better, though. Like you say, bacon with seasonal. Uh, it's what? like, ah, eh, name it. When we're done here, I'm gonna call her and ask her what she would like to name it, because I, I can't I can't take away her. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, but it I'm needs just saying, to be her you, creation. You name stuff right. at each. Like that's my challenge to an aid station. Name. I don't care if they're M and M's. Name them something. Yeah. Right, I think that brings a little flair because no, you're no, going to no. remember. That's it. important. That's important. So that exactly at at Zion a couple of years ago, one of the first years it was out there, we had and I worked a couple aid stations and we had Turtles Big Pickles. See, I would pass on that Though, simply for the name. And, and and they were they were those firehouse subs pickles. Okay. Turtles Big Pickles, but we called them Turtles Big Pickles. And and by the way, there was Turtles Big Pickle Juice too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great podcast having Turtle Miller back on the show. <laughs> Slurp. See, there's the thing is I would absolutely big mountain bacon, I'm in. Turtles blah 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 blah. Turtles big pickle juice. I'm out. No, you're not, I'm craving you're not trying, I need you? a pickle. I need pickle juice. I pull in, they call it that, I wait for the next aid station. <laughs> That's all they got there. That's all they have is turtles big pickles. Yeah, I'm out. Then I just run right through it. Hey guys, number one fourteen out. <laughs> Well, dude, it's been awesome to have you back on. I am super excited for the relaunch of the podcast. Um, having you as one of our first guests is, is going to be a big deal. And I think listeners need to understand that uh, if I come to southern Utah, if Turtle ever makes his way up to the great white north that uh, of Utah, that uh, he'll be back on the show as kind of a regular guest. I know we all enjoy it. We'll find stuff to talk about, even if it's naming foods. Um but, hey, if you're ever in St. George, if you ever need a place, check him out, man. He, uh, We'll get more into it later in some podcasts, but uh, he, he was a uh, real estate dude down here. If I could, I would absolutely get a place down here. I'd probably be here like three weeks out of the year because it's too damn hot otherwise for me. Um, but check him out. If you see him at a race, please come to Capstone. Um, even if you're not running, come check it out. It's a great event. Check out his KOMs and QOMs. There's some money to be made, and it's just pretty pretty cool uh, to do. Anyway, um, we're leaving you. This is Eric Manning, the host of the Trail Manners Podcast, signing off for two-time world gold medalist, senior games champion, Turtle Miller. Turtle, thanks for being on the show. Peace out. Thanks, thanks, thanks for hanging out in my hotel room. <laughs> All right, this is the Trail Manners Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'd like to thank Turtle Miller for taking the time to join us. I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can hit us up on the contact page and let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. We also would love support via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trailmanners. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.